From the pinnacle of the media landscape, this is Market Edge. Join your host, Larry Weber, as he discovers the answers from analysts, entrepreneurs, and technologists who are preparing the blueprints for the future of marketing. Hear from those who are taking us to a new age of social media, e-communities, and the blogosphere. blogosphere. Now, please welcome your host of Market Edge, Larry Weber. Hi, and welcome to Market Edge. I'm your host, Larry Weber, chairman of W2 Group, a global marketing services ecosystem organized to help chief marketing officers in their new roles as builders of communities and content aggregators. Today, I'll be talking about the future of mobile advertising and marketing with Chetan Sharma, founder and president of Chetan Sharma Consulting, a technology and strategy firm based in Seattle. Chetan is recognized globally as the go-to guy for advice on strategy and implementation of wireless data and pervasive computing solutions. With his extensive experience in developing and launching technologies, he has served as an advisor to several Fortune 100 companies in the wireless space. Some of his clients include AT&T, Wireless, Alcatel-Lucent, Disney, Reuters, China Mobile, Merrill Lynch, American Express, and Hewlett-Packard. Before starting his consulting practice, Chetan founded Luminance Wireless Practice and served as its director. Earlier in his career, he worked at Cellular Technical Services on creating fingerprinting solutions to prevent wireless fraud. His work was instrumental in making a big dent in the $1 billion industry-wide fraud problem. Chetan keeps a blog called Always on Real-Time Access, or Aorta, and he is also the author or co-author of five books, including a book just published this year called Mobile Advertising, Supercharger Brand in the Exploding Wireless Market. Welcome to Market Edge, Chetan. Yeah, thanks, Larry. Hey, first, why don't we just start, you know, with a little bit. I, you know, finished the book. It, it's, it's quite a long one. Why don't you give us a little summary of, of mobile advertising, the book, and, uh, and, and what the listeners can expect if they go out and buy the book today? Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, so, sort of a summary or one-line statement for the book is uh, we discuss the journey of uh, mobile advertising from its current state of uh, cautious optimism to um, the future state of contextual nirvana. Um, so we, we just we talk about what's the promise of mobile advertising and where it's headed, but also what are the challenges and what what's preventing uh, it from exploding. Um, so we try to give a broad overview of what's happening in various parts of the world and uh, discuss some case studies and um, give some recommendations towards the end. You know, when um, is it right to compare? You know, when when the whole internet uh, marketing started, probably about. 12, 13 years ago, the percentage of marketing budgets were pretty low. It was about 1%, uh, mm-hmm. 2%, maybe 10 years ago. Now we're coming yep. up into the 30% tile. Right. Um, right. What do you think the trajectory of, of mobile advertising will be in the percentage of marketing expenditures? So I think you're right. Uh, it's uh, following the sort of the same pattern as uh, internet advertising did uh, 10 or so years ago. And the same kind of issues and same kind of uh, uh, hype as well as promise uh, is there. Uh, in terms of percentage spent um, currently in the U.S., uh, less than 0.5% uh, of the ad uh, budget goes to uh, mobile advertising. So there, there are a couple of aspects to it. One is a lot of uh, agencies are still in the experimental mode, so they are putting R&D dollars into uh, testing out the medium. 
uh, as well as uh, there are other folks who are more uh, advanced in their usage and how they integrate mobile into their uh, traditional advertising, whether it's uh, TV, radio, print, or even Internet. And those people, um, those folks are actually uh, spending uh, seven-figure uh, budgets on mobile advertising. Uh, so there's a wide mix. Uh, overall, uh, I would say month over month, there is a um, lot more understanding of the medium. And, um, and some, some uh, companies, uh, some advertisers are moving from um, just pure experimentation to actually implementing mobile in all of their campaigns. And what, what mobile advertising really does is, it, um, at, at least at this stage of the game, uh, for majority of the campaigns uh, or major, for majority of the product launches, it makes uh, traditional advertising more accountable. So if you somehow link your traditional advertising to mobile, you have a way to suddenly measure what's happening, how many users are responding, how many users are engaged uh, with your advertising. And you can do some on-the-spot surveys to figure out uh, what the sentiment is like uh, with respect to some of the product launches as well as the brand in general. Uh, so uh, I think uh, overall it's uh, following the same kind of pattern as Internet advertising, uh, also in the sense that uh, Internet advertising really didn't take off until some of the metrics uh, and understanding of how things get, will get measured and audited uh, were in place uh, with respect to what Nielsen and Comscore came up with. Uh, that sort of stuff hasn't really happened in uh, mobile yet, and I think uh, the same kind of challenges exist for mobile. But uh, I, th I think the future looks uh, quite bright. Who um, are those companies that you just mentioned, like Comscore and uh, and Nielsen and Compete? And these are, are they at least starting to address um, some of the mobile measurement, or are there new companies that are um, are popping up to do that? So there were uh, uh, two mobile-focused companies, uh, Telefia and Metrics, and both of them got acquired by uh, Nielsen and Comscore, respectively. Um, yeah. And so there is definitely a desire that uh, you have to um, not only measure mobile, but you have to measure mobile with respect to uh, other forms of digital advertising. Uh, so that's one. Uh, the second sort of work that's going on is in the industry bodies of uh, MMA, GSMA, and... Um, and the uh, Internet uh, IAB uh, forum. Um, I, I have a sense that these uh, the efforts, the independent efforts that are going on need to be converged so that there is less confusion in the industry. Uh, and the sooner that happens, the faster uh, takeoff we'll, we'll see. There's definitely understanding and realization that uh, some standards need to be put in place, not only just for impression and what the impression looks like, what the banner looks like, but also how things get measured and reported. How, um, you know, the other part of, other side of the measurement coin, uh, especially for the Internet, was starting to understand the behavior or, you know, mm -hmm. uh, like most of us like to say is, is the cookies. Uh, right, that, right. That uh, we, you know, we can tell. How far away are we from one of the ad networks in mobile or one of the mobile companies uh, really understanding behavioral targeting and, and even maybe having mobile cookies? Right, right. So I think you you pointed to a very uh, you know the key differentiator that mobile advertising has, and that is the ability to uh, really target uh, and provide uh, very fine-tuned uh, relevancy to anything that's presented to the user in a in a, in a form of an ad campaign. Uh, so so what's happening in the industry right now is there there are these uh, small, not small but sort of isolated uh, 
mobile uh, networks or mobile ad networks, especially on deck. So right now, on deck or um, the capability to target uh, using the carrier data uh, for um, the carrier um, operated uh, deck um, is that, that's where targeting is right now. But those are very isolated. So you will have a Verizon uh, ad network or AT&T ad network or a Sprint ad network. But you don't have like a U.S. ad network that sort of covers uh, all the carriers um, for on-deck, uh, where most of the targeting information is available today. However, uh, there are a number of other startups who have been uh, steadily building um, uh, their uh, network uh, for both publishers as well as advertisers, um, though they might not have as uh, accurate uh, profile information, they are doing some targeting uh, based on uh, understanding of the user based on other parameters like uh, the handset uh, or the call where it's coming from and things like that. So definitely over time, uh, I think we'll see um, uh, very, very specific targeting, uh, both initiated by the advertiser as well as by the consumer. So consumer can say what they would like to uh, see and receive, what kind of offers they would like to see, what kind of ads they would like to see, and how would they like to see them, and on what channel they would like prefer. Uh, so you know, some consumers might say SMS is the preferred way to connect with me. Uh, others might say I, I like banner ads, or uh, they would rather prefer uh, in-game advertising and so on and so forth. So as uh, the profile information becomes more available, and there are some trends in the industry that, um, that show that um, things might open up. Uh, for example, the Clearwire uh, uh, venture between uh, various cable providers, Sprint and Google, where the concept is that um, the network elements such as profile uh, as well as location, uh, presence, and so on and so forth will be opened up for applications to use. And using those, you can uh, really target um, against uh, any user or any demographics or collection of users, and which creates a very, very powerful uh, advertising medium uh, so that you can you know, do all the good stuff that you are doing on traditional medium, but do it very, very accurately. You know, I grew up in the um, my career in the you know high technology area, and one of the things I noticed in the early '80s was that the uh, computer companies uh, that made the hardware thought they were in charge of everything, and uh-huh. all of a sudden there was a group of companies uh, called software that mm-hmm. uh, started to take over the industry. Sometimes sure. I look at mobile and I go. You know, maybe the carriers are the hardware companies of the mobile industry, and 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 it's going to have to break free sometime. What's your view of the future role of the carriers in this whole mobile marketing and advertising industry? Right. Yeah, I mean, so that's a very interesting question, and uh, also I think the parallels uh, to what you noted. Uh, so carriers, uh, you know, have been typically known for um, more control over their networks, uh, not providing any uh, specific information regarding the user or the handset uh, to application developers. Uh, but I see that changing. Uh, I think over the next three years, uh, you will see um, sort of the battle between uh, online players uh, like Google, Yahoo, Microsoft, AOL, and Nokia uh, versus the carriers uh, come to head. And some carriers will uh, embrace it and say, you know, it's better for us to provide uh, the things that we are good at. Uh, so, for example, what the, uh, the um, 
the Clearwire initiative is along those lines. And others uh, will be more uh, hesitant, and they will uh, initially say, uh, maybe we should try to form an ad network and uh, do mobile advertising uh, ourselves directly. Uh, so I think we'll see different approaches uh, being adopted um, in various geographies. Uh, for example, in Japan, Korea, it's more of a, a collaborative approach. So each of the operators, major operators, have done a joint venture with the major uh, agency uh, in the in the country and formed a joint venture to just specifically target mobile advertising. Uh, if you look at China and India, you will see that uh, the bigger operators are saying, "Hey, uh, we have." Uh, quite a bit of control over the ecosystem and the value chain. Uh, so maybe we can become the mobile advertising agency for, uh, uh, for, for the advertisers. Uh, in, in Europe, it's sort of mixed. Uh, bigger operators like Vodafone, they want to provide a platform uh, for their, uh, uh, for their uh, clients, uh, which, which is advertisers, uh, across many countries. So you can do ad buys across you know, 10 different countries uh, from single carrier. Uh, and there are some interesting approaches, like in Turkey, where um, uh, the three carriers have actually invested in a single platform and using it uh, to do mobile advertising. Um, U.S. is more sort of outsourced uh, model, where uh, carriers have outsourced um, uh, their um, mobile advertising initiatives. Uh, but I think over the long term, uh, online players have an edge in the sense that they have not only mobile presence, but also online presence. And I believe right. uh, to be really successful in uh, mobile, you have to have an online presence, and it works very closely with, uh, with, with, with mobile. And then uh, future on, it also closely works with TV. And so from that perspective, um, you know, carriers really don't have a good online presence. Uh, it's not really a destination for uh, most of the users. Uh, so I think the balance might tip when you'll see more smartphones in the market, reaching close to 25 30%. Uh, and uh, some of the online players having a better grasp and a better reach uh, within the mobile industry. And that's where uh, things might to st- sort of start to uh, tilt uh, towards the online player. Uh, currently, however, um, carriers have a dominating role in the space, and it's really up to them to how do they define their role, you know, five years, ten years out. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I see sort of the it becoming one digital platform, you know, um, mm-hmm. driven by sort of online brand, but, mm-hmm. you know, extending through mobile and television so that it's not three platforms. It really just becomes one. Would you yeah. agree? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think the three, uh, that's sort of the nirvana for advertising where you can, um, you know, engage with the user across multiple uh, platforms respective of uh, the devices. Uh, and you can finish a conversation on one platform and, uh, sorry, start up a conversation on one platform and finish uh, on another um, and the challenge is that not everybody is uh, set up to deliver on sort of the th- three-screen promise. You know, there are not that many players who have uh, businesses uh, across the three uh, platforms. But I guess that's sort of the challenge and, and all, as well as the opportunity. We're going to take a short commercial break right now, but please stand by because we'll be right back with Chetan Sharma, uh, one of the gurus of the uh, global mobile marketing and advertising world and more of this interesting conversation. I'm Larry Weber. We'll be right back. Market Edge will continue in just a moment. Welcome to Madame Natalia's. You've come to have your future told, no? Yeah, you see, I'm looking for the right life insurance affiliate program, and I have... Say no more? Huh? 
I see you're working with AccuQuote. AccuQuote? Yes, AccuQuote. They are the nation's premier life insurance brokerage. Go on. AccuQuote will create custom creatives for you to optimize your eCPM and... They will offer you the highest payout for this offer anywhere. So when's all this going to happen? As soon as you visit AccuQuote.com. For life insurance, visit AccuQuote.com. Okay, so you're telling me that if I put the Go Currency Converter on my site, all my international customers can see how much they're paying in their own currency? Yeah. GoCurrency.com has free currency converters, language translations, international clocks, everything you need to do international business. So how does it work? Conversion elves. Conversion elves? Yeah, watch. Want to know what this will cost in euros? Check this out. Listen up, elves. We got one. $34 US. I need that in euros. Now, people. We got it. Put it up there, elves. Wow. Currency elves. Who knew? GoCurrency.com. Free currency converters, language translations, and more. GoCurrency.com. Um, hello. Uh, welcome to our website. Website traffic isn't about paying for clicks. Okay, so I guess we're going to wait until everyone shows up and then we'll... Uh, um... It's about having the right content. So while you're searching for more traffic, the folks at InfoSearch Media are creating the content people are searching for. With InfoSearch Media, you can get more traffic for less money than PPC. So the next time you need to speak to your customers... Welcome to our website. They're already searching for you. InfoSearch Media. Get content that really clicks. It's time to do your thing, affiliate thing. We've got Kelly Stevens from Affiliate Fairplay. So you have a, had this report come out yesterday about force clicks. What want you to go out and do that research? I started having a lot of affiliates asking me about the different tactics, and I started getting the sense that this is starting to happen a lot more. The talk is a lot greater than the actual prevalence, and people are assuming that this practice is going on a lot more than it really is. So I decided to take a look and see how many coupon sites were forcing clicks. Affiliate thing. Dig it. My broadcast Wednesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. Purse Strings, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Advertising Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. From the pinnacle of the marketing landscape, we now return to Market Edge. Once again, here's your host, Larry Weber. Welcome back to Market Edge. This is your host, Larry Weber, and I'm here today with Chetan Sharma, founder and president of Chetan Sharma Consulting, talking about the future of mobile advertising and marketing. Uh, Chetan's a real uh, expert uh, on this category, really consulting to all the major players around the globe. We were just talking about, before the break, about some international comparisons. One of the uh, facts that seems to be talked about a lot is that the U.S. is sort of behind uh, in the whole mobile marketing and advertising market, which is interesting. Uh, is, that, is that a myth or is that true? Are we really behind the Asian and the, and the European markets in, uh, in this category or is it just different, Chetan? So uh, there are a couple of aspects to, uh, you know, if you compare uh, U.S. to the uh, foreign markets, um, so definitely, uh, Japan and Korea they got uh, got an early start uh, with some of some forms of mobile advertising. So for example, they have been doing banner advertising and even messaging based advertising for a long time, longer than uh, the Western European and uh, U.S. counterparts. 
However, if you look at um, some other forms of advertising like search, uh, which got mobile search, uh, it got started here first um, uh, versus, uh, say, in Japan, which only uh, started dabbling into uh, mobile search last year. Um, uh, my feeling is that uh, since U.S. is the biggest uh, ad market, uh, you know, accounting for over 40% of the ad spent um, on a global basis, you'll see a lot of the innovation come from the U.S. market. Uh, uh, since lot, there's a lot of revenue at stake, a lot of the problems and issues around measurement, uh, around targeting, around uh, privacy, and so on and so forth will be tackled here, here first. And uh, at least at this stage, a lot of innovation is happening in the U.S. market and getting copied uh, elsewhere. Uh, it's just that, um, you know, some forms of, or some channels within mobile advertising will be more prominent in other uh, geographies. So, for instance, uh, you know, NFC or near-field-communications-based advertising where you can, uh, you have a chipset in the handset, you can swipe uh, at a kiosk uh, or you do payments uh, using that phone and get coupons. Uh, that form of advertising is uh, more prevalent in Japan and Korea because they have the advanced handsets. Uh, but within a couple of years, uh, that form of advertising is likely to uh, come into the U.S. market as well. But as a, as a whole, um, uh, I think U.S. will definitely dominate in terms of revenues being generated for mobile advertising. And uh, it sort of goes toe-to-toe uh, with other markets. Uh, it's just that uh, the, various, and the usage of various channels will differ uh, from market to market. Uh, that brings up a couple of questions. We touched on it a little earlier, but, you know, when I study this market, I see the emergence of a, of a battle, uh, you know, between Google, Yahoo, MSN. I even throw Adobe uh, mm-hmm. into there a bit, uh, AOL. Mm-hmm. Are we, uh, who do you think are going to emerge, uh, you know, as, you know, the sort of the Coke and Pepsi of, 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 of this platform? I think if I have to pick two players, uh, I would uh, probably bet on Google and uh, and, and Nokia. Uh, and, mm. and I'm not. I didn't list Yahoo just because I think Yahoo is likely to be acquired. It uh, might not be an independent company two or th- three years out. Uh, though Yahoo yeah. is probably the most advanced in terms of uh, its partnerships uh, worldwide, as well as uh, the types of solutions they have launched in the market, uh, even ahead of uh, Google. But I think over the long term, uh, Google and, and Nokia have been doing interesting things. They have the market reach. Uh, so they are following different models uh, to approach and reach and, and build audience. Um, I think they will be uh, tremendous players and, and closely followed by uh, uh, Microsoft. It's fascinating. You know, if you would have told me even five years ago that, you know, a Google and a Nokia would be competitive. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I would have gone. There's, there's just no way. These are completely different categories. So it's we're, yeah, we're it's living in interesting times. Absolutely, yeah. Things, uh, things evolve, are evolving at a very, very fast pace. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, uh, we were writing the book, and within the six months that we wrote the book, uh, the ecosystem was just shifting and, and changing uh, all the time with new press releases, new acquisitions, new investments. Uh, so things are changing quite fast. Yes. You know, it brings up the uh, the second part of the question uh, is uh, whether this is the right terminology or not. But mobile commerce, when you had said, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you know, with the chip, you know, you just sort of hold up your handset and you can buy a Coke or, you know, or a, or a hamburger right. or, or right, whatever. Right. What's your view on um, the future of, of of sort of the mobile commerce play? So I'm uh, I'm quite bullish on uh, on commerce. Um, 
However, I think that time frame it will occur, especially in the U.S. market, will is, is likely to lag uh, other markets. And though there have been a number of trials with respect to uh, commerce, uh, you know, purchasing. Um, before I before I go into that, I mean it's. The, the real promise of uh, mobile is to connect uh, the impression to a transaction. Uh, so there, and other mediums are not that good at, um, you know, doing an ad campaign and sort of connecting. Um, I mean, they, you can do surveys and figure out the impression of the uh, of the ad campaign, but it's very hard to connect the actual transaction as a purchase and that might take place as a result of uh, the campaign or as the influence of the campaign. But in mobile, you can do that. You can connect the transaction to the impression uh, very granularly. Uh, so if you look at the purchases that are going to be made on mobile, the transactions that t- take place on mobile, you'll be able to connect those transactions to the ad campaigns, you know, what triggered that purchase and at what point and, and what kind of engagement there there was, and so uh, advertisers will have better understanding of, of the consumer behavior. Um, so for uh, for commerce to take place, especially from a chipset perspective, it's going to take some time. You know, it won't be another uh, three to five years before you get a decent size uh, penetration of such handsets. However, uh, you might see more um, commerce taking place uh, through applications uh, or through ads, uh, through couponing. Uh, which are shown as ads, and people uh, react to them. And there have been a number of uh, good uh, trials and case studies in the U.S. market, uh, which indicate that if you give uh, relevant uh, coupon, the people perceive them as more of information rather than an ad, and they are more likely to uh, uh, redeem them or act on them or forward them to their friends. And that information itself is uh, very valuable. It shows uh, the interest level from consumers and uh, mobile uh, and digital, for that matter, uh, affords you the opportunity to actually change your advertising campaign in, in the midst of uh, getting feedback from the campaign. And so everything is happening in, in, in real time. So I think commerce, uh, will, commerce uh, as a result of advertising and vice versa will definitely be here. Uh, it might take a couple of years to get there. I just have a curiosity. You know, I noticed that, uh, you know, um, Speaking of things bought uh, online, just the very basics that started out, things like ringtones and wallpaper mm-hmm. seem to do very well. What's your view of music um, with mobile? Um, are, are we always going to keep our iPods, or are we going to start listening to music on our mobile device more our, you know, our phone? <laughs> So you know that's uh, it's, it's a great question. Uh, it's uh, definitely um, so. There, there will be probably we are through a transition period uh, where uh, you, you know people are more attached to the user experience, whether it's the user experience comes from iPod or iPhone or some other device. If they get the user, same kind of user experience that they expect uh, for a music device uh, on a mobile phone, then that's where they're likely to gravitate. And I think one of the reasons uh, that iPhone was launched is to sort of protect that uh, music market as well. Uh, so, and given the fact that Sony Ericsson has been doing really well with their Walkman series of phones, uh, leads me to believe that a lot of the consumption, uh, I think, will uh, eventually take place uh, on mobile phones. Uh, some of the business models haven't uh, really uh, solidified in terms of pricing. Um, you know, people don't want to pay uh, exorbitant amount just because they're downloading on, the, on their mobile phone. So I think once those kind of issues are ironed out, 
uh, you're likely to see more consumption taking place uh, on mobile devices than uh, pure uh, uh, music uh, music devices. Uh, having said that, uh, it's an interesting uh, aspect that um, you know iPods are also transforming into uh, sort of uh, wireless devices. And if you look at some of the uh, stats, uh, a, a good percentage of folks are actually uh, uh, doing navigation or browsing the web on their iPods. Uh, so you know, it's uh, I think people gravitate towards more uh, towards sort of the user experience aspect of uh, the device and the experience of consuming the music, and if uh, that experience sort of shifts and solidifies on the mobile device, I think you will see the migration of uh, consumption as well. Um, I, I just have to ask your opinion of uh, is the impact of the iPhone uh, is it overblown? Is it is it too much media hype, or do you think it really deserves the uh, the recognition that uh, that has occurred. So you know, p- part of it might be uh, uh, you know uh, overblown in terms of uh, the coverage, and you know I haven't seen any device uh, uh, having that kind of uh, coverage um, anywhere. Um, but I think it definitely changes the it changed the game in in, in on multiple levels. Uh, it uh, you know forced the operators to think. Uh, more aggressively about the user experience and how software uh, can be integrated into the handset. OEMs are clearly responding to uh, 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 iPhone, you know, in terms of what the next generation of handsets look like. Consumers got more educated uh, about what can be done on the device. And from a pure advertising perspective, it gives us such a rich uh, uh, platform for developing uh, ad campaigns uh, that uh, advertisers who are leery of the mobile medium suddenly see this rich, vibrant medium, uh, which is, uh, you know, very good to experience, as well as provides the, uh, all the all the promise of mobile advertising in terms of uh, targeting, engagement, and so on and so forth. Uh, so I, I think it's, it's definitely a game changer. Uh, it'll accelerate um, the growth and thinking uh, of how mobile advertising uh, can be delivered and, and consumed. So while, you know, some of the press might be... Uh, Overhype. I do believe uh, iPhone has had a significant impact on the psyche of the industry. Chet, in our few minutes left, if you're, you know, a, a chief marketing officer at a uh, a pretty big advertiser, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a company that advertises a lot, but you haven't really started to explore mobile, what would your advice be to that uh, to that chief marketing officer to to get things started? Yeah, I would say jump jump on it right away. Uh, I think the market is moving very fast. Uh, you know, your competitors are um, already getting experience and exposing uh, exposing their brands um, through this new medium, trying to build a loyalty uh, from this medium. Uh, and if you look at, uh, you know, if you're really uh, youth-oriented uh, brand, I mean, the, I mean, you are probably already too late. Uh, so, you know, you better get started uh, in terms of uh, setting up budgets, setting up various campaigns, and how uh, you integrate those campaigns uh, with your traditional medium, especially uh, online and, and, and TV. Uh, so, um, you know, to sort of start thinking in terms of, uh, you know, we introduced this five-point uh, framework in our, in our book uh, around uh, reach, targeting, engagement, viral, and, and transactions. So start thinking in, in those terms, how can you develop reach uh, on this medium and how you can integrate uh, the various campaigns across various uh, channels, uh, how to build partnerships, you know, who, who to go, with, go to for uh, 
technology, who to go to for more advice, uh, how to build more engagement uh, uh, in your mobile campaigns. You know, think about more about uh, post-impression, not just deliver an impression, but what what happens when somebody clicks on it, uh, where do they go, and you know, provide them provide users with the capability to complete the transaction if uh, you know you are advertising about a certain product. Um, and provide the capability to uh, send that ad around. You know, that ad should be considered a separate information unit uh, from a consumer perspective. And, and finally, uh, also be very uh, cautious about uh, the privacy aspect of uh, uh, the user and, you know, if sort of ads should be delivered based on what user expects or uh, their, what their preferences are. And um, the more control you give to the user, uh, with respect to the ad campaign, the more they will get involved, uh, as uh, research has shown. So those will be my Chetan. two cents uh, yeah. to the CMO. Chetan, thanks um, for that. There's one question we're not going to get to, but I'm hoping that because you're a blogger, you might take uh-huh. this up on your blog sometime, which is sure. the, impa- the impact of social media in mobile. You know, we're starting to see things like Moco Space and Blue Pulse and you know, um, some of the social media from not just bypassing the web even and going right to mobile. So I'm hoping you might take a look at that for so that we can all see what you think about that on your blog. Sure, I'll uh, I'll, uh, I'll have some research on that uh, in the coming months. I want to thank Chetan Sharman for uh, for being our guest today on Market Edge. Chetan is uh, a big consultant in the mobile marketing and advertising. Uh, category, and it's been a pleasure talking with you today. Uh, please go out and buy his most recent book. I tell you, it's a great read. It's a long one, but it's terrific. Mobile advertising, supercharge your brand in the exploding wireless market. Thanks again. Thanks a lot, uh, Chetan, for being on Market Edge. Absolutely, my pleasure. Uh, and everyone in the audience, thanks for listening to today's Market Edge conversation. Tune in again next Tuesday at 12 noon. Eastern Time in the United States at webmasterradio.fm for another edition of Market Edge. This is Larry Weber. Bye-bye.